Just a quick announcement. On May 13th, we're going to have a singles event in Brickell at the Chabad in, in the rooftop. So again, whoever wants to come from New York, you guys are all welcome. We're going to do my our good friend Ronan is, is, is starting the event. So this is very exciting. It's May 13th. And it's going to be a Thursday night in Brickell. Huh? In New York, exactly. It's going to be in Brickell, and it's going to be really, really nice. Just to, uh, there's a lot of people moving to Florida. We want to get people to get, to get to know each other in a good consciousness state. All right, wonderful. So that's going to be May 13th, May 13th in Brickell, and we're going to obviously post it, uh, etc. All right, we have a great class today. Today's class is going to be on willpower, motivation, Netzach, a little bit of everything. Phenomenal concept. This week this is a week of Netzach. Netzach represents victory. Netzach represents eternal. Netzach is where you have to plan goals this week. We obviously know that we're going through these 49 days. These 49 days are character building days. And this is the week where we have to pick up a strategy on how to properly hit our goals. We have two great, amazing Torahs, Lesson 61 and Lesson 72. They're, they're phenomenal concepts. You can take these old teachings and you can really take them and make them into very modern psychology that you would see in a top in a New York Times bestseller book. But I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the really 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 the the source behind it and it's really really phenomenal Torah about these concepts. So again today is building willpower and also building building getting a proper strategy for motivation, not just focusing on motivation, getting the, the proper tools and the strategy for it, which is really, really great. These Torahs have definitely changed my, changed my life. So, number one, obviously, we know that we're in a world of a lot of impulses today. And ultimately, what we have to do is we have to cool off our impulses and heat up, heat up our vision. It's a very impulsive nature today. Everybody's impulsive. The phone's impulsiveness, no patience, Everybody's just, you can see, everybody's, it's just, we have, it's a very instant gratification mindset today. And unfortunately, that's really not a, not really so much of a Torah idea. It's a 2021 idea. And especially after, obviously, being locked up and with this, with this virus and, and lately people's, you know, tension span and people are just, there's just so much buildup and so much anxiety and so much time and so much worry that it, if you don't have the right coping method today, you're going to lose your mind. <laughs> so it's not a question whether or not um, you like, you'd like to have s- spirituality today. Today it's your oxygen. No spirituality, you're going to suffocate today. I'm going to be honest with you. And you could see the difference between people who are making it and people who are not making it today. And the difference is they're, they're connecting to a spiritual source. They're trying to find meaning in situations. So what is meaning? What is Netzach all about? What is this concept of Netzach? It's a phenomenal concept. First, I want to explain to you that the number one thing you have to look at is our relationship to time. Before we, get, before we even get out of the gate, I want to talk to you about this Lesson 61, which changed my life. Rabbi Nachman says God is beyond time. God is beyond time. This is the matter. It's very amazing, very mysterious. It is impossible for the human mind to comprehend this concept, that God is beyond time. In truth is, time doesn't exist. Time only exists in absence of our consciousness. Just like we would tell a a four-year-old, come to Orlando, they're going to tell you every five minutes, are we there yet, are we there yet, are we there yet? Because the four-year-old's consciousness is not there. They don't understand the value of time. They have no idea what the concept of time is. 
The same thing is when we're putting things to the rush, and we're trying to rush things, and we're getting anxious. It's only rooted in a lack of consciousness. It's funny how you see when you're in a good conversation, time doesn't bother you. But when, when you're in a place where you don't want to be, time begins, becomes your biggest enemy. And you could see the reason why we want to just get over with something is because we're not, aware, we're not in the present moment. And we're not in the moment. So ultimately, our willpower, willpower is going to be depleted if element of time constantly faces us. And the reason why is because we always say, I could be somewhere else. I'm not getting it fast enough. I should be married by now. I should be here by now. I should be there by now. And all of this pressure and all this anxiety and all this, all this imagination depletes your willpower, puts you into a stress mode instead of a creation mode. And at the end of the day, we get knocked out. And I know myself, when time becomes my enemy, it's because I'm not present. And when I'm present, time does not bother me. But when I'm not present and I'm not conscious, time becomes my biggest enemy. And this is the root of anxiety. This is the root of anxiety. Anxiety is rooted in imagination. It's because we think we need to be in a, we should have been farther away, we should have been more successful by now, we should have had this by now, we should have by that by now. So what happens is when you're thinking, I should have been here, I'm not here, so that space creates, the, the lack of consciousness creates the imagination, and the imagination takes over, God knows what we can be today. And this is something that's very, very important when we lose our patience. The root of all sin really comes from Adam not waiting till Friday night. If Adam would have waited till Friday night to have relationships with Chava, the tikkun would have been done. But you know what happens? He had relations Friday afternoon. So you could see the biggest sin, the first sin happened, not waiting. And God is beyond time. But no, time essentially stems from nothing more than our deficient comprehension. Because our intellects are limited, for the greater the intellect, the more time contracts and is nullified. I don't even know if you guys remember the breathing meditation we did the other day. After the meditation, time didn't bother you. You were not running anywhere. You were in the moment. Time, who cares how long it lasted? It was, you were in the moment. You enjoyed it. But when you're not in the moment, what time is it over? Where do I have to be? I have to be here. I have to be here. And this is the constant rat race that we run in. We also think, if I get this, I'll be happy. And then you get it, and then you're not happy, and then you're chasing after something else. Because the element of time and the element of imagination. So this happens to deplete our willpower. We have deplete, our willpower becomes depleted because we're always, always running after one thing, after another thing, after another thing. So once you start recognizing, you start recognizing that even when I'm praying, even when I'm meditating, even when I'm having a conversation, even with my kids, even when I'm on a date, whatever it is, obviously I'm not on a date, but in any situation, because of the too much judgmentalness, we're judging too quickly, oh, it's, this guy's not for me. So what happens? That date, forget it. It's going to take, a, it's like you're in, in the movie, you're like in the, in, the, in the Titanic, episode of the Titanic. You could be having coffee with the guy, you, you're ready to, to, to sink ship, it's a waste of time, I don't know what's going to happen again. You can see where your mind is, you're already in the Titanic already. And it's only five minutes into the day, you don't even know the person, maybe the person has a good date, a nice guy for you, but the judge, because we, our element of time kills us, we, we, it takes over our mind. So everything becomes... No patience, no patience, no patience. And this is, and it's funny because this whole quarantine thing is God's telling you, start learning how to have patience. You want to go faster? Start learning, to, start learning the moment. Start learning. Once you master this, 
concept that when, you, when time begins to bother you, you know you're not conscious, then you recognize you need to work on your consciousness. And that is also the root of all sin. It's all the root of all addictions. Root of everything. Because I could say, listen, I'm hungry. Somehow, I don't know why, but there's no snack bars on Yom Kippur, somehow. Everybody's hungry. That craving's coming to everybody. Somehow, somehow you pulled it off for the next past 20 years, no? Because you know it's not an option. You made a decision. But yes, you do get hungry, but you know it, it, it goes away. You get hungry. I remember every time that Friday night or that night before Yom Kippur, I'm going to die of thirst. How am I going to do it? And somehow every year you pull it off. Because you recognize when you wake up, thirst is gone, etc. But, be, but if you start focusing on, what do we tell? Don't think about it, right? The more you think about, oh my God, I'm so thirsty. Oh my God, I'm so hungry. Oh my God. Those five hours, and then you have the guy singing, and then this. It becomes, it becomes a, a horror film. But it's only rooted again because of time, the element of time. When time is against me, my willpower is depleted because I can, always, I can almost predict exactly what's going to happen. I can almost predict exactly what's going to happen with my day. I, can, I, I have no consciousness. Do you understand? And this is also the root of all sin, the root of any time we're sinning. Oh, I can't wait that long. 40 days? You mean 40 days? I can't, I have to, I can't do this for 40 days? 40 days to them becomes, becomes, a, becomes a disaster. So that's the first thing I want to explain to you about. Ramnasan says a person with complete dot knows that time doesn't even exist because every moment is a new moment. And think about trauma. Think about the root, the root in trauma and depression. It's being stuck in time, being stuck in the past when every moment is being recreated. So why can't I just move on? It's because I'm, I'm too stuck on the moment. On, on time becomes my enemy. And the more consciousness I have, the more aware I am, and the more awareness I have, time no longer becomes my enemy. Therefore, I wake up with new energy. Therefore, I'm not exhausted every day. But if we're waking up with yesterday's yesterday's uh, stories and then we have to face tomorrow's challenges we're, we're going to have very little depletion our minds are going to be very depleted and we're not going to have koch to do anything and this is the root of exhaustion the root of exhaustion is a lack of awareness lack of consciousness because really the whole purpose of faith every single day is to constantly renew ourselves every day constantly and being able to look at every single day like it's never existed before it's extremely hard but at least you'll know if time, if you start getting anxious, oh, why am I anxious? It's telling me I'm not in the moment. Very simple. You get out of your head and enter the moment. But if you're not aware that you're not in the moment, and, you're, and this is a recipe, then your mind can take you, your imagination can take you into places where you've never been before. And this is the problem today. People's imaginations are taking them way to, to places where disaster, catastrophe, and, and what happens? And when we have to fix this, you know, we do. We don't have the strength to fix it. We just go on our phones and just continue to check out. And that continues to, continues to, to engrave more and more of this, these patterns. So this is the greatness about Hasidut. This is the greatness about Ram Nachman. He teaches you the mo all you have is the moment. It's not the power of now. The power of now what? Okay, this happened. Now what? What are you going to do about it? 
That means Rav Nachman wanted to eliminate the guilt and the shame and the excessive dwelling on things that happened already. He, he didn't want you to be there because he knew that if you get stuck there, you're going to get stuck there forever. You're going to have a membership in misery. So he tells you all you have is the moment. And this message is really a message, it's, a, it's one of the greatest messages and the real, and the real, 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 real way to fix anxiety. And he even has a beautiful, has a beautiful prayer for it. Rabnasan says, Please give me the awareness and give me the consciousness to emerge from time, from beneath time, and to understand that time really is nothing. It's all vanity. All our days are like a passing shadow. In truth, there is no time. For a person who has possesses true awareness and mindfulness, time does not exist for that person. Think about when you're in a good, when you're conscious. I never forget one time I was working out. And I'm usually in the moment. And all of a sudden, I'm on a treadmill. My trainer puts 15 minutes on the treadmill. 15 minutes? No, no, I can't. I'm not going for 15 minutes. I freaked out. I panicked. My head was spinning. I'm not going for 15 minutes. I'm already two, three minutes into it. I'm already choking, thinking about the 15 minutes. But if I thought about, if he didn't, if he didn't put the 15 minutes, I would have just ran. But because he put the 15 minutes, all of a sudden I started panicking. You understand? My problem didn't come from the running. It came from the, oh my God, I'm going to be tired. Oh my God, I'm going to be exhausted, etc. This is the reason why we wake up late. We don't want to wake up right away. Oh, I'm going to be tired. How do you know you're going to be tired? You told yourself you're going to be tired. Do you understand? Because time is an illusion. Time is just an illusion. But, as you, people say, time flies when you're having fun. Correct? Because, what does that mean? I'm aware. I could be on a, on a date and have the greatest time, or I could be on a date and I don't even give it a chance because I'm already judging already. And this is the problem. We judge things too quickly today. To judge things. If everybody would be in the banks today, nobody would get approved. No, not for me, not for you, not for you. You would have nobody getting, getting, getting credit today. But we judge things too quickly. And you know what's funny? Our Creator, usually, when we plan, He laughs. Because usually the blessings come when we, don't, when we don't expect them. And they really come from the back door. In areas you would have never thought about. So you have to deal with the struggle and you have to deal with the concept of there's a process to it. And the process is when you're in the process itself, time doesn't bother you. But when you know you have to go through a process, time doesn't bother you. But if you start separating the process, the prize from the, the process from the prize, this is the root of all sadness, this is the root of anxiety, this is the root of imagination, this is the root of etc. And the prayer is, may we serve you every single day at every single moment. May everything we have and undergone until be, be, be caught us. At times we truly sacrifice ourselves, may we connect to the time and we be on, may we, we be transcend time. And from this, may we accordance to your will. And if, you know, we speak a lot about doing his bodhidut, doing meditation, people tell you, how long is it going to, already tell you, how long is it going to be? How long is it? Because they know prayer is so long, 10 minutes, because you're not conscious. If you're in the moment, all you want to do is pray. All you want to do is be in the moment. You're, it's the greatest feeling in the world. But when you're not in the moment, every minute becomes horrific for you. You stand in the DNV, waiting for the, the, the turtle to go... Do your paperwork. Every minute is like a death sentence. Because, you know, you're not conscious. 
This is just to show you where the root of the problem is. If you understand this concept, you can fix everything. Because you start saying, I love the moment. Why do we have 49 days to the Omer, the Shavuot? Because God wants you to take every single day and He wants you to maximize the day and build your character on every single day. Otherwise, you could have done a three-day holiday. On Shabbat, same concept on people on Shabbat. When is Shabbat over? How long is it going to be? Other people are like, they're, into, they're in the Shabbat so much that they don't even know what time is. Time doesn't bother them. But some people, time becomes the biggest uh, disaster for them. Well, on the holiday, how long is this holiday going to be over? How long is this going to be over? It's because you're not in the holiday. If you're in the holiday, you would feel the energy of the holiday. Because you're not in the holiday, you're somewhere else, etc. The same thing applies to anything you're doing when you don't have your heart in it. When your heart and your mind are separated, what comes in the middle is the aspect of time, and that becomes your biggest enemy. And the ultimate solution is awareness. Is awareness and consciousness. You understand? Because if I can show up to every single event and look at it as an opportunity, you can even show up to a date. Wow, what an opportunity. Instead of... How long am I not going to get married? How long is this going to be? How long? You understand? The extra weight and the anxiety is what causes the panic. You have to find a way to master the moment. That is one of the most important things. Because if you're waking up every single day with 10% battery, because you're already predicting the future, or you're so stuck on time, then the time itself is taking all your energy away from you. And, and, and unfortunately... You know, you see this a lot of times in recovery. People in recovery, they want to rush the process. Oh, they want to. What do you think? How do you, how do you think you got here? You got here because you didn't wait. If you would have waited, you wouldn't be in recovery. And this is what Ramnathan says, the root of all sin. If we would have waited to sin, we wouldn't have to wait to do tshuva. So it's, you have to wait somehow. And you have to think about where you want to wait. You want to wait in the beginning or you want to wait in the end? One way you're going to have to wait. And this is why we have to cool off our impulses and heat up our visions. The more patient you are, the more your future is going to be enlarged. The less patient you are, the more you're going to push your future self away. Remember that concept. There's a direct relationship between attracting what you want in life, and that's by letting it becoming the person versus chasing the person. Chasing, chasing. The chasing is also rooted in what? Lack of, lack of time and lack of patience. So, the most important thing is, think, is, is be aware of your breathing. Be aware of the state you're in. I can't change something I'm not aware of. That's why I tell people, start learning how to breathe. Because you're going to have to find a way to exit your mind and enter the moment. And then I can interrupt and get back into, into flow. But what happens is if I can't do that, and I don't even know what I'm, how my breathing, my this, this, I'm just, I'm lost and confused and I'm exhausted. So those are very ineffective things. Ineffectiveness is to wake up in the morning with 10% battery and expect to go through the day. It's not going to happen. You're not going to be successful at it. And once we start doing that, and they did a study in Stanford University, Walter Mitchell did a, a marshmallow experience. And he gave one kid one marshmallow, and he says, listen, you can have this one right now, or you can wait 15 minutes, and you can have two. What happens, they track these kids down across, the, across their lives, 
and they recognized that the kids that had delayed gratification were more successful across the board in their lives. Delayed gratification, when they were able to sacrifice the instant cool impulses right now for, versus a longer vision of themselves, they were able to have more successful. You want, so we want, to treat our, we want to also teach our kids, now is not always the best thing. Sometimes you have to wait. Sometimes you have to wait for something better. And once you start teaching people delayed gratification, you teach them self-control, you teach them this, you can change everything. Because what happens is if we don't have self-control, we end up giving all our energy away. We give, we give away our energy away. We say, oh, I, that person made me angry. That person took my energy from me. He's doing this to me. He's doing that. We have no energy. We have no, we're, not, we're not free anymore. We're not free anymore. There's no emotional intelligence. There's a difference between intelligence and emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is the ability to heat up your, your vision. And this is one of the things. When I was single in Miami, I cooled off my impulses and I went straight for my vision. And that's why I got married in 60 days. Because I knew instant gratification is going to cause long-term pain. But if I go for short-term pain, I'm going to get long-term success. And this is where we're going to talk about the next thing. You have to, the, you, your soul, when, when a person, there's no greater way to build self-esteem today than to have self-control. You can't tell me you're walking around with self-esteem if I don't have self-control. Self-control and self-esteem go straight together. Nobody will tell you they have self-esteem if they don't have self-control. Because self-control is the beginning of self-esteem. Because it shows I invest. The more self-esteem I have, the more I invest in the future of me. The less self-esteem I have, the more I'm willing to go for the quick bait, which is buy now, pay later. Imagine somebody, every time they get a PPP check, next thing you know, the, the, the money's gone in two minutes. They can't even save, uh, you know, they can't even save for the rent. You, you have no control over anything. You have no control. So, of course, if I have no control over a short-term goal, I'm not going to go after a long-term goal. You understand? You start building momentum by showing I have self-control. And this is exactly why the reward you, you send to your higher self, when you have the short-term gratification, when you, when you delay gratification, you're sending, you're, you're sending your soul and investment in the higher you. So when I tell people, do the 40-day challenge, because the more you do the 40-day challenge, the more spiritual you work on this department, the quicker your wife's going to come. You have to have money in the game. You have to put money in the game. Otherwise, you, what are you attracting? You're attracting uh, ups and downs. You have to be able to invest in the future self. And that's one of the most important things that I can tell you right off the bat. That is Netzach. Netzach is about investing in the future me. What does the future me look like to me right now? You have to think about it. You want to lose 30 pounds? How would the 30-pound version of you eat right now? And then you'll get it. You have to act like that 30-pound version of you right away, and then you'll get it, because you'll already put yourself in there. You understand? But if you say, I wish I can do it, I wish I can do it, you're not gonna have, you have to become it already. And this is not a this is not a law of attraction thing. This is is it's it's focus and saying I'm making a decision. Just like you make a decision in Yom Kippur to eat not to eat. 
Some it's not easy fasting 25 hours, but somehow you pulled it off. The difference between making a decision and changing a behavior. When you make a decision, you're all in. That's the difference. Yom Kippur, I said, I don't care what happens, I am not eating because that's it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an option. You cut every option. But, think of a tell the guy, listen, put, put those Snickers down for 20 minutes, you can't do it. I can't, I'm hungry. Ah. But somehow, you, how'd you pull 25-hour Yom Kippur? You can't put the Snickers bar down for, for 20 minutes? So that it's clearly because the difference is, here you made a decision, and here you're not really, you're not serious. You're not serious. And that's one of the things that's very, very important to understand. Cool off your impulses and heat up your vision. This is your aha thing tonight. Netzach is, is the cool off the short-term version of me. And to, what did I have? Sometimes I said, listen, I need to write a book. I need to get things going. So I had to say, no, no phones till 9 o'clock in the morning. And at 5 o'clock in the, in the afternoon, no phones. That's it. All day long with the phones, this, this, this. I'm, going to be, I'm, I'm not even going to write the first chapter. I'm not going to even write Dr. Seuss. So I said, do I want to write a book or do I want to sit there and, and watch videos at night? You, understand? you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. So I made a decision. No, that's it. These are the hours of the phone. I don't touch it to this hour. I don't touch it to this hour. I don't care what it is. That's it. You have to make a decision. And that decision gave me tremendous amount more time, more freedom, etc. The less attachment we have and the more we invest in our future self, the more willpower we have, the more confidence we have, and the more we're likely we take more decisions. But the less we can hit those short-term goals, the less willpower we have to even hit longer-term term goals. And this is where this goes across the board. And this is why we have to recognize what's easy for you now is going to be hard for you later. What's hard for you now is going to be easy for you later. And you can do it. God gave you the koach. He gave you the power of netzach. He gave you an unlimited. But you have to have discipline. Discipline is freedom. We speak about that many, many times. Second beautiful concept of the Torah that I... That I and we'll talk a little bit more about how to get... How to get there's a way to get extra koach on this. And, and this is through leverage. So let's say I'm having a hard time doing this. What do I need to do? I need to get leverage. I need to get enough leverage in myself to do it. How do we create leverage? Every decision we make is based on two principles. Desire to gain play, pain, I'm sorry, desire to, to avoid pain, or the desire to gain pleasure. Every decision you're making is based on these two concepts. For example, let's a guy comes to you. Many times people are working on their Shalom Bayit, and right now he's saying, listen, I don't want to go to therapy. I don't have the time for it. Because therapy to him becomes, he's associating therapy as pain and a waste of time. Correct? Let's, put, let's say, listen, you know, see your bank account? You're going to lose half and your wife's going to be with some other guy. What therapist do I go to? Where's his number? How do I get to him? I'll do anything. Where's your, send me your classes. What happened? What happened in five minutes? What happened? Before five minutes ago, the guy didn't want anything to do with it. Now he's, he's the number one. Oh, leverage. Two million dollars, three million dollars, or my therapist? I will be the first one at the therapist class. What happened? It's called leverage. So sometimes we need to get leverage. Because what happens is we're associating too much pleasure of not doing something and we're, we're, we have it all, all the, the other way around. Instead of saying, so for example, if I say, 
I wanted to wake up, meditate, do my classes in the morning. But if I started sleeping too much, because I associated sleep as pleasure. But now, if I wake up late, I associated sleep as pain. So now it becomes a pleasure to wake up early and pain to oversleep. So what happens, I just change the association in my brain. But you could do this anything with anything. You could do this with working out. I don't want to work out. Okay, well, picture yourself 10 years not working out. How's your life going to be? You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be tired. So that short-term pain now becomes... I want to work out. It becomes pleasure instead of pain. The same thing. And I use this with, you use this with recovery. You use this with anything. It's you have to change your association to how you view pleasure versus pain. When you change your association, what happens? You get enough leverage. Because sometimes we don't have the kohak ourselves. So we need to use gavura. We need to use another force in order to get the job done. That means we try through inspiration, but unfortunately, it's going to happen through desperation. So either way, you have to use one way or the other to get it. You know, you tell a person, listen, you need to go on a diet, you have a diabetes, you can't eat sugar. Nah, I like chocolate cake. I enjoy it. Leave me alone. Okay. The doctor tells him, you see your left leg? You like your left leg? It's either the leg or the chocolate cake. What would you want? Oh, unless he doesn't care about himself, he's going to pick his leg over his chocolate cake. So this, the difference is, is leverage. The difference is now, chocolate cake is not fun anymore. Chocolate cake can cost you a limb, God forbid. You got much serious. So that's a way to wake you up in life. Use enough leverage. Get enough leverage behind not doing it. Imagine I have major anxiety and I can't function and I don't have time to pray, I don't have time to breathe, I don't have time to meditate. Picture five more years of this anxiety. Well, now you're going to have to find the way time because you don't want to live five more years like this. You have to do something immediately. So you'll be able to take action immediately. This is the key to hitting goals. To link enough pain to get going right away because otherwise we are master procrastinators. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And then what happens is, we don't do it. Because we're associating by delaying, become, delaying is become is a pleasure. But now delaying should become pain. This forces you to take immediate action on things. I use this all the time. I use this all the time. I just ch- chain, ch- I, ch- I change what I link pleasure versus pain. And this, is exa- and, we, and this is how our brains work. Our brains work on associations. That's it. For example, five years ago, six years ago, I, I don't eat any meat anymore because I had food poisoning. So my brain links meat as pain. But not everybody links meat as pain. So when I see meat, I can't eat it because I got such a bad food poisoning, I can't even go near it. Because my brain says, this is dangerous. You understand? But not everybody's like that. So when you have an experience where you have enough leverage, you could change. Or how do, I get, how do they get a guy to stop smoking? Oh, I love to smoke. I love to smoke after I eat. Okay, we'll smoke 50 cigarettes in a row. What's going to happen now? He's going to get so sm- sick of the smell, he's not, even, not only going to not smell, not smoke, he's not going to come near you. But how do you do it? Before, he l- that was pleasure. But now, 50 cigarettes in a row, he's going to get so nauseous, it's going to become pain. You understand? So this is a great way, way to, to always use. I use this all the time in recovery. I said, okay, no problem. I understand you don't want to put it in. You're not in the mood. Okay, just hang out here for another five years in recovery. 
and see how it feels. No, 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 I don't want to be here for five years. Then let me show you where to start. Because you have to wake people up sometimes. You have to wake people up sometimes. Sometimes you try to be nice. Obviously we try to be nice, but sometimes nice doesn't work. And this is exactly how, unfortunately, we, unfortunately with employees. Oh, you don't want to come to late? Okay, let me, let me give you the... You might be fired. Oh, no, 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 no. Come early. Somehow everything changes when things get real. But we can use that tool for ourselves also, which is great. Because we can motivate ourselves when we're not motivated through a different way. Lesson 72. At the end of the day, you're going to be happier when you delay gratification and you're able to make decisions. It's, you're going to be happier because you're investing in the future. You're. Lesson 72, another phenomenal, phenomenal Torah, that if you don't understand this Torah, you can get thrown off spiritually. And only Rab Nachman can give it to us in such a straight way. He's saying here in Lesson 72, there are times when a person has a thought of returning to God or doing something positive or giving charity, or all of a sudden he feels inspired and he wants to do this, or all of a sudden he wants to go on a date and he wants to do something. He gets that inspiration, that quick inspiration that he gets all of a sudden. At that moment, he becomes an upright individual. The minute you say something, I want to do this, I want to give charity. The minute you want to say, you know what, I want to start praying. I want to start going to classes. I want to start listening to this. Unfortunately, you know what's going to happen to you? As soon as you do that, what did you do? You beat your first Yetzirah. Now, you have a new opponent. So you could see, how come I'm trying to do good and I, get, I lose my motivation so quickly? It's a common theme. I never forget the first time I went to Uman. I wanted to go so bad. And then I get there, I'm like, this is what it's all about? To have all these Israelis throwing their luggage on me and dirt. And what, am I doing? what am I doing here? And I never forget, I got such a despair. I'm like, I thought I was so excited to be here and I felt completely hopeless. Because I'm like, I traveled all the way for this? I thought it was going to feel like, uh, like I'm on top of the world. And it was opposite. I felt like, what in the world did you do? What in the world did you do? That was the first time I went. It was like, what happened? It was like the worst experience ever. And then I read this Torah and it made all made sense. What happens is following this, he seeks to act on his heart's arousal, to repent or to do something or to travel or to do something positive. But once he does that, the evil inclination rises up against him and his original enthusiasm abates. This is Spirituality 101. Spirituality 101 is once you start getting going, you're going to feel a, a, a free sample of how it feels to do that. And then all of a sudden, all your enthusiasm is going to be gone. And you could see how, why so many people, they get excited and then they, they drop like flies. But they don't understand. The reason why is you're now going to a certain level. Before, when you don't wake up, nobody's going to bother you. But now as you start rising, and as you start getting more spiritual, you start wanting to take action, all of a sudden you start awakening the Satan. And he comes and says, who are you? Who are you? Where are you going? Who are you to meditate? Who are you? And now the Yitzhahara attacks the person. And what happens? He's going to lose his original enthusiasm. And then later, what happens? Not only is he going to lose his enthusiasm, he's going to stop altogether. Do not be troubled by this. This is only there to confuse you. 
you have to understand something. Because spirituality is so great, and you get such a reward for things in life, the, Hashem has to create an opposite force to make you, to, to, so you can earn it. Because if you just woke up and did what you want without earning it, you would walk around very, very entitled. Ah, I, I did this, I did this. The struggle itself is what makes you get the reward. Because otherwise, who are you to get it? Why should you get it so easily? We would almost walking around. We would walk. We would walk around very comfortable in life. So God, what does God do? I gave the analogy the other. He puts you in a cage, so you have to become a lion and roar yourself out of the cage. Otherwise, you'd be a fat cat hanging out and walk and showing up to things out of comfort. But this concept of your original enthusiasm that means if you have a decision to make. And this is where Mel Robbins came up with the five-second rule. You know, she came up with the five-second rule. She's an English speaker, and she says if a person doesn't take, if he has a, a thought to do something, and if he doesn't take action within the five, first five seconds, his brain is going to kill the idea. She's using the, the, the science behind it. She's using the science behind it. You understand? Because your brain likes to keep you in comfort. But the spirituality behind it is you have a Yetzirah. Your Yetzirah kills every single idea. So here comes to the idea of w- w- wanting to do something how you feel. You're, you're literally going to always lose that enthusiasm. And sometimes you're going to say, you know, what, what's going on? I'm trying. I'm trying to do this. I try. And you hear a lot of people, they're, they're frustrated and they're struggling with this concept. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And I can. My head. But this is exactly what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to get discouraged. And the fact that you have resistance, just like you go to the gym, resistance is not a sign to see you to say, check out. If you go to the gym and you would have, imagine going to the gym with styrofoam gym, styrofoam weights. You'd be like, well, what, <laughs> what am I doing here? Who would go lift styrofoam weights? You look like the biggest idiot in the world. But that's pretty much what we're asking for when we don't want the resistance. The resistance is what's giving you the reward for what you're doing. Resistance sets you free. That means when you feel not motivated, it's exactly what you need to do. You need to go the complete opposite direction. Look what he's saying here. Know that the reason for this is when he originally had a thought of returning to God, he conquered his first inclination. At the moment, he killed his first inclination. His former evil inclination was eliminated. It is through that thought of repentance at that moment, but afterwards, once he wants to get going, the greater evil inclination comes to you. This is because anybody who is greater than his fellow's man, his evil inclination is also greater. Remember that concept. This is a Gemara in Sukkah 52a. Whoever is greater than his fellow man doesn't mean his evil inclination goes away. His evil inclination rises just next to him. As big as he gets, he's right next to it. So if you're a person, unfortunately, that is waiting for motivation, you're going to be waiting a long time because it's not going to come. It's not going to come. You almost have to take the word motivation and you have to like get it out of your head. The feelings do never come before. They might come, they give you the idea, and then you have to mind a fight. But the feelings come afterwards. They don't come before. 
once you get going, the feelings come. If you're waiting on feelings to come, I need to feel inspired to come. And this, unfortunately, is one of the biggest tricks when people are engaged, when people start dating people. Wow, I thought first date, two dates, perfect guy, perfect girl. And they're like, ah, I don't know if it's for me. I don't know if it's for me. Because he had the arousal to repent. He had the arousal to get married. His arousal to good. But here comes the prick on the road. Here comes the thorn on the rose. Here comes the little, uh, I don't like her aunt. I don't like the dog. She has a dog or this or that. He has this. He's, he yelled at me. He didn't, see, he didn't open up the door for me. All these confusions in the head come to a person. And this is exactly what's supposed to happen. I hate to tell it to you. And if you think about it before, you're going to get hit with confusion. And if I'm telling you right now, if it wasn't for Reb Nachman, it's so easy to check out. No, not for me. <laughs> it's just not too hard to say not for me. It's easy. It takes two seconds. Not for me. I tried. You tried? No, not for me. How many times did you try it? Two times. Not for me. <laughs> this, I tried. No, not for me. Not for me. Why do you think everybody goes to the gym? They start January 1st. They get excited. They buy the sneakers. They go to the, get the gym outfits. They spend more time at the mall shopping for the <laughs> gym equipment. Once they get to the gym, you think every gym is breaking lockers? And, oh, wow, look at all these new members. Break those out. We need more lockers. No, no, no. They know that people, they get excited going to there. But once, once one thing is going and one thing is, is continuing to go. And they know people get excited. It's a world. Nobody's breaking the lockers in the gym and telling you we need to install more lockers. Did you ever go to a gym where they said we need more lockers? No. Because it's known that people don't st sit there and it's not a long-term thing. They know people get excited very quickly. But now you know you have to hate feelings. You, you say, I'm going to now worry about my feeling afterwards. I don't care about the feeling before. If you have that mindset, you're going to win in life. And look what Reb Nathan says. He has a now stronger inclination than he had previously. Therefore, unless he strengthens his resolve, unless that person builds up strength and becomes stubborn, this new inclination will gain the upper hand and his original enthusiasm will abate. He needs to fight anew, even harder, against this new evil inclination that he encounters. So this is a, you know, when I read that, it was like, whoa! <laughs> Whoa, it, it just opened up my eyes. And this is why, Baruch Hashem, I was able to, to get, make, get married quickly and make decisions very quickly because I'm not really waiting for the feeling. Feelings come afterwards. They don't come before. Everybody wants to fall in love and dreaming. And then once they get, no, 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 you have to stand in love. Falling in love in two minutes, you can fall in love. Stand in love is the key. Falling in love today is... People fall in love in my rehab. They haven't met each other. Two minutes they fall in love. Romance, this, they're going to get married. They haven't met each other for two minutes. Falling in love is the biggest joke in, in the world. Stand in love, that's the key. Stand in love. Anybody can get motivated. But what you need is persistence. That's Netzach. Netzach is... <laughs> this is the long term... This is a long term. If I was felt like doing every single class, you guys would have maybe 20 classes. But you have over 1,000, 1,200 classes because there's no such thing. Feelings come afterwards. I always tell myself, feelings don't come before. 
they come afterwards you do good you feel good I'm gonna wait to feel good to do good Kaddish close the book end the story you're done I hate to be so raw but this is the only way you're going to I, people that have success if you look at the top of the top nothing has to do with discipline nothing has to do with feelings before motivation nonsense what you have to focus on is the action then the feeling comes afterwards my best prayers came from the darkest the times that I didn't feel like doing anything the best situations in my life came from situations where like I can't do this today no way impossible but I said that yesterday so I'll do it again the best things happen when you sit in there and, and put the struggle in and this is not a, a, a mindset. And God gave you, one thing is God gave you the tools. He gave you, the, he gave you this un, infinite potential inside of you. It's not like He gave you a lemon soul. He didn't give you a, a soul that's a lemon. Now, we put, we create stories, we create limitations, we create all kinds of stories to, to say, oh, look, God did this to me. No, 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 no. Very confused. You're very confused. God gave us an unlimited soul with unlimited potential and you have to develop it. And you have to develop it. But if you're thinking about getting going, and I can't, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I tell people, you need discipline. I, I can't help you unless you need discipline. Same thing with marriage, same thing with, 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 with dating, anything. It's just we're too quickly, we get knocked out too quickly. Maybe this is a Scorpio in me that has to build the resilience, but this is something you build. We don't wait. You don't wait on willpower. You don't wait on feelings. Because right, right away, Rabbi Nachman tells you they're not going to come. Opposite, you're going to feel worse. You're going to feel worse. And you're thinking, I'm trying, I'm doing the right thing, and it's not working. No, 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 you're very confused. It is working. Because you have resistance. Resistance is a sign that this is exactly what you should be doing. And this is why the happiest people in the world are the most resilient people. And the people that are not happy are the impulsive people. Impulse, 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 impulse. Because they don't want to put the time in. This is the problem when we have a society that doesn't, that's not investing time. The resilience is gone. The resilience is gone, the happiness is gone. Anytime you're asking for free things, you're going to lose in life. And you're not going to develop yourself. I'm going to be honest with you. This is why Rabbi Nachman spoke so much to me. Because it's ultimately he's teaching you peak performance. Because everything good has to have an illusion, a desire, a shell to cover it. Every marriage has good in it, but there's always that shell of fighting, the egos. Every prayer has good, but it's always that mode. Believe me, today we can... <laughs> It's easy to say to pray, but mentally you don't want to pray. It's not once I get the words out, I get the words out, but the problem is getting to prayers is the obstacle today. It's being wanting to do it. We know it works. We know we have a thousand sources saying it works, but getting mentally our heads to go and wake up and pray and having the patience and, and to wait, that is the burden today. Once they come out, they come out. That's why the Yetzirah prevents you from doing it, but it doesn't prevent you. It, doesn't, it can't stop the prayer once it goes. And most of the situations where God does is he, he unfortunately, because we're not motivated, 
he has to create a, an arousal from below. See, it's very simple. If we create the arousal from above, we don't need an arousal from below. I'm sorry, if we create an arousal from below, we, create a, we get an arousal from above. But if we don't want to make that arousal from above, we don't want to take any action, that arousal from above is going to take place. And this is the root of all traumatic events in our lives, midlife crises, because the, a midlife crisis, a traumatic event, forces you to say, I have to take some kind of action, which is a blessing in disguise. You understand? If we make the move below, no problem. You're getting going. If not, you're going to get. If I'm in shape, I don't need to be reminded by a doctor to tell me, listen, if you continue eating like this, you're going to have, God forbid, diabetes. You understand? I don't need to be reminded by a doctor. But if I decide, but if I don't decide, and I let myself go, then somebody else is going to get me to change. And this is the, this is the option to us. But if you want to develop anything, anything at all, and this is why, you know, today we have to talk about, it's not even learning the Torah, it's, it's talking about why do I not want to learn? Why do I not want to be spiritual? Why am I so dismotivated? Why am I not? It's because exactly the, 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 the rules are, they're meant to constantly change your mood and change your spirit. So today, like Rabbi Nachman says, if we don't have, if we don't have a complete, complete, and he's saying, don't be troubled that you're not motivated. Nothing's wrong with you. People, the problem is people think when they're not motivated, oh, something's wrong with me, I did something wrong, I, 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 you know, I, I didn't smile at a cat the other day, so God's punishing me, or whatever story you got going on. Don't, we always think we're getting punished. We, we don't say that. It's, it's called the opposition. It's always, we're always saying, uh, I did something wrong, that's why God's not answering me. Not true. Not true. Don't always think that. That's also a very mindset of, of, of low self-esteem, thinking that you're always getting punished because you did something wrong. It's not true. It's because you're going and you're climbing and you're hitting new lights and you're hitting new levels. You have to go through these situations. Even me, I went to try to go to Uman this year. I ended up in Turkey. I didn't have had the wrong passport. So you could tell me how many troubles I have gone. I had everything going, everything ready to go. Go airport. What happens? I bring the wrong passport to the studio. And the two seconds I could have looked, I brought the wrong passport. I had an old passport. I ended up in Turkey. Just to goes to show you. Oh, I did something wrong. I don't deserve it. No, no, no. There must be a big light there. there must be a big light there. I need more desire. There must be. A, it's all you have to tell yourself is I need more desire. There must be a big light in at the end of that obstacle that you have. When you think like that, you're going to get the crown. And that's why the word keter is the crown. If we don't think like that, we're going to get cut off easily. We're going to wait for motivation to come. And you're going to be waiting a long time. You're going to be waiting a long time. You're going to be waiting a long time for motivation. And because at the end of the day, motivation only comes, feelings, good feelings come when you do something. That's why everybody's, anytime you're doing, you're stuck in life, what do our sages say? Go give charity. Go volunteer. Get out of yourself. Create motion. You need motion to get you out of a different emotion. Don't just expect to feel better by doing nothing. How's that going to make you feel better? You need to move. Create the motion. You're stuck in business? Go give charity. Do something. Do something. Create an arousal to get you that. Then you'll feel better. Then you'll be in a higher consciousness versus waiting for the moments to come all the time. This is exactly what Netzach is all about. Netzach is all about the long-term goals. Long term, Netzach represents everlasting, eternal, not short term, 
goals, long-term big goals, heating up your vision, cooling off your impulses. Think about what the impulses have done today. Nothing. What have they done for us? Zero. Zero. So we'll, 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 we'll stop soon and we'll do the meditation. And this is where you start getting impatient. Go into breathing. When you start waiting for feelings, tell yourself, I couldn't care less about feelings. I will feel better afterwards. I don't, I'm not interested in feelings. I'm interested in doing. Once you have this, you will eat well. Because imagine you start, you, all of a sudden, you, you eat something you're not supposed to. Now you feel guilty you got sick. Now you have a stomach ache. And you should have said, I should have just waited. What do you need all that headache for? Wait afterwards. Buy, invest in the future self. Every single decision. Think about it. What would the 30-pound version of me do? What would the married version do? What would the person be, that wants to be here, what would he do? When you ask yourself in that question, then you're, you're invested already in the, real, in, the, in the future you instead of the other one. So may Hashem help us all that we should all do these. And you have two, two Torahs here that can change your life. I could tell you maybe 25 psychology books on these concepts. On these two Torahs. is basically on time and the second one is waiting for feelings afterwards. You have, I can give you tons of books on psychology and willpower and all that. It's all based on delayed. And now you know the source. And this is why our sages say, there's a famous Gemara in Kedushim 49, that if a man bethrauds a woman on the condition that he should be righteous, he's married. doesn't make sense. The guy's a, the guy's a rasha, and he's saying, I'm going to marry you on the condition that I'm a tzaddik. They allow him to get married. doesn't make any sense. Because at that moment, he, he broke his first level of Yetzirah. You understand? He conquered his first love by every time you take an action, you say, I want to do this, you already took, a, 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 you took an action. You conquered your first Yetzirah. You conquered the first thing. Then, <laughs> here comes the second headache. But the obstacles are only there to get you closer. The obstacles are not there to break you. And I'm telling you right now, if you look at the dating world, there's a lot of obstacles out there. A lot of obstacles. And you have to be able to have the endurance because you need the endurance in marriage. Believe me, if anybody's going to ask you, marriage is a marathon. There's, it's a marathon. There's no <laughs> short term. It's ups and downs, ups and downs. Everything's great and then boom. Everything's great and boom. It's if you, just to show you, if you're not willing to have the deal with the ups and downs in dating, imagine we're dealing with marriage and ups and downs. And there's not one person that has a marriage like this. Ups, downs, new ups, downs. It's a roller coaster. It's an emotional roller coaster. But you know what? Everybody's on the same boat. Nobody's freed from that. You know why? Because if you had it too easy, you'd, you'd, you'd take it for granted and you would lose your connection with your Creator. All right? Let's do the meditation.